I am looking forward to the Christmas banquet. Um, there is something powerful that happens when people walk in their gifting and in their talents and what God has given them. And we just had a three-minute introduction to a gift that puts a smile on your face. So if you want to bust a gut, you've got to come out to that meeting, to that uh, Christmas banquet. It will be worth it. I've actually invited some friends, and I've got some people that have replied. Um, I would encourage you to invite somebody to come. Pay for them and invite them to come. Amen? Amen? Children, you may be dismissed for Sunday school. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come this morning to direct us, to lead us. Lord, that you would give us your words, that I would be your vessel this morning, and that the word that you have given and planted in me, Lord, that it would come out with your anointing, your strength, and your precious name. Amen. We're nearing the end of our conversations with Jesus. And last week I talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I didn't even get into my notes. So this week we're going to continue a little bit with that. But I want to spend some time today talking about the Holy Spirit. Talking about how he affects us. If I was to title this sermon, I'd title it, The Holy Spirit an inside job because he lives inside you he lives inside you thank you he lives inside you look at somebody and say the Holy Spirit lives inside you so I want to spend a few minutes this morning looking at that um, Renee, is, is he tied up? Matthew, could you go? I think he's uh, tied up for a moment. I want to read a quote that I read last week from Charles Spurgeon. It says, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as, as ships without the wind, branches without sap, and like coals without fire, we are useless. Without the Holy Spirit, we are useless. So I want to give a sermon this morning, and I've got some things here. As I speak this morning, I want you to envision, if you can envision this being your life, and if you could envision this, the Holy Spirit. And I think as I've live my life and as I've watched people in life, one thing I've noticed is sometimes we live like this, completely void of the Holy Spirit. 
Sometimes we just live like this and we do everything we're, we're doing and, and it's like, I've got this, God, I've got this. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit is ready and available. So I want to spend a few minutes today. I've got about five points on how the power of the Holy Spirit or the power of God affects your life. And last week, we looked at some miracles, and I may get to some of those miracles because one of the aspects of power is if you didn't need it, you wouldn't need it. So I would suggest to you that you and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need him in your life. When I look around and I see situations family breakups, when I see financial stresses, when I see emotional stresses, depression, and, and these things that, and it just seems like we're getting worse and worse and worse. The, the labeling that happens with children, and they, they have all these initials, ADHD and ADAD and, and all these, and, and it's, it's like everybody has a condition or a label. And I'm not trying to belittle that at all because I know that in this life there are serious things. But what happens is all of a sudden we have all these labels and classifications for people. But we don't bring the Holy Spirit. And we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do a work. And instead we walk around, well... I'm clinically depressed, or I'm emotionally this, or I've been viewed as this, or the doctors have said this, and we take what people say, we take what somebody else, my equal, I'll be honest with you, we're all equal, we're all human, we're all flesh and blood, and we take what somebody else says in a horizontal measure, and we take that and we live with that instead of taking what the Word of God says and applying that to our life. So this morning, I want to look at some things. I want you to, to have a spirit of faith. I want your faith to grow because I want you to experience this, not just Sunday morning, but I want you to experience this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The Holy Spirit doesn't just show up Sunday morning. He's with you every day of the week, 24-7, 168 hours of the week. The Holy Spirit does not take even a moment off. He does not take a breath off. He is with you even when you are distressed and depressed and feel way. He is still there. And the power of the Holy Spirit, he, he is an unfair advantage to a believer. Think about that. You have an unfair advantage over somebody who does not know Christ. You go, well, that's a little radical, Pastor. Yeah, it is radical. I grew up with a lot of brothers Whenever I could get an advantage over one of them, I would take it. I've got two of them here this morning. You can ask them because they would do the same to me. But you have 
in you, resident in you, an advantage over somebody who does not know Christ. You have within you, resident in you, dwelling inside of you, a power, a strength, a force, an ability that is greater than anything this world can offer, and therefore you have an unfair advantage. Are you using that unfair advantage? First thing I want you to see, and this is my point number one, is the power of the Holy Spirit starts in and then flows out. We see sometimes the power of the Spirit flowing out, but you've got to realize the power of the Holy Spirit starts inside. So if you're taking notes, this is the first thing about the power of the Holy Spirit, an inside job, is he starts in and then he flows out. In John 7, 38, if you can turn there for a second. John 7, 38. And this is conversation. This is Jesus demonstrated and modeled this throughout his ministry. So when he went and he called the disciples and they were with him for three and a half years, he demonstrated what a power of the Holy Spirit can be in your life. As it says in Luke 4, when Jesus was out in the wilderness, and then the Holy Spirit came and he ministered, angels came and ministered to him, it says in Luke 4 that he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he read the passage from Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me. John 7, 38, Jesus it says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out. And, and imagine this in, in talking about some of the things that Christ offers. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Anyone. As far as I know, that means all of us. And any one of you. Don't exclude yourself from what God includes. And he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. This morning, Pastor Nelson felt a real strong presence of God and the power of healing. And he said, it's here, come and get it. Jesus was standing there and he says to them, if you thirst, come. There's an invitation. He says, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart, and other people say out of his innermost being, and other versions say out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And it says, and this was he speaking about the Holy Spirit. I find this interesting, but here you see Jesus and the Holy Spirit kind of interreacting and overlapping. I think sometimes we, we don't know how to, what, what to do with the Holy Spirit. He's God. He's not in competition with Jesus. He's not in competition with the Father. They work together. You read one verse where Jesus says, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. And another verse you say, you read and it says, the Father sent the Holy Spirit. And they're not fighting up in heaven going, well, I said it first. They work in union. 
And part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Jesus to us. Jesus, when he was saying, this is what, part of what the Holy Spirit will do. He will teach you and speak to you those things that I've said to you that you've forgotten. So the Holy Spirit is a revealer, and he reveals Christ. Everything he does is consistent with who Christ is and who the Father is. So it says here that the Holy Spirit, he will be in you and he'll flow out of you. You have inside of you, you have inside of you rivers of living water. I have inside of me rivers of living water. That's what the word says. He says, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit starts inside you. And then he flows out. He's not meant to be held in. He's meant to flow out. I'm going to say something and you might pick up stones to throw at me. I believe some of us don't know the power of the Holy Spirit because we don't let him work in our life. I, I, I look at the church. I'm not interested in just coming to church Sunday morning at 10.30 and leaving at 12.15 and saying, great, see you next week. I'm not interested in that. I'm over 50 years old. I have seen people come to church and leave and not get changed. I see this generation that we're looking at just seems to be in a spiral downward. And the only thing that I know that can touch them is Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not Dr. Phil. It's not Oprah. It's not the president. It's not the prime minister. It's Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, touching lives. That's the only thing that will change this nation. That's the only thing that will change lives around you. I believe in counseling. I believe in wisdom. But if you have that apart from the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll be like, but once you get the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, it will go with you. Power of the Holy Spirit starts in and then flows out. In Galatians 5, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit is evidence of a root. You'll never have fruit if you don't have a root. And what is the root? The root is inside and it comes out by fruit. I find this interesting because if you go to Galatians 5 and if you were to read those verses, he talks about the works of the flesh compared to the fruit of the Spirit. The works of the flesh, things that we have to do compared to something that happens through intimacy and abiding in the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. And that fruit is evidence of something inside you. Don't do life just like this. Don't do life just like this. Too often, I have seen people well, I've had somebody tell me, no, I don't want more of God. I've actually had somebody tell me that. 
because if, 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 if I get touched by God, that means something has to change in my life. I actually had somebody tell me that. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's why you need God. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. By the way, it wasn't anybody here. So don't look around going, oh, was it? Uh, don't do the checklist. The second thing I want you to see is the power of God in you seeds outside you. So the power of God that's inside of you will actually see things outside of you. And they won't just see physical things, they will see spiritual things. I'd like you to see if, if you can turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 8. We talked a little bit last week about some of these miracles and, and the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is phenomenal. And, and in Acts 8, there's this passage about Philip. This is a guy, if I could use vernacular that, that is Star, Star Trekky, and hope you don't leave, James, because I'm talking about Star Trekky, but, but beam me up, Scotty kind of thing. Philip is somewhere, and God translates him and takes him somewhere else in a moment. God beams him up. But Philip was an evangelist, and in chapter 8 of, of Acts, he's ministering in one city, and, and God tells him to go, and, he, and says, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go towards the south, in verse 26. And, and so he rises, and he goes there, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of, of the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship, and he was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Listen to this. And the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. The Spirit said to Philip. The Holy Spirit inside of you see things outside of you. And the Spirit said to Philip, go and, and see what he's doing. When you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you, God might actually show you things around you. He may show you things around you. Sometimes of a physical, this, this was a physical thing around him. The guy was reading, but there was a spiritual thing that was happening in his life. And that eunuch says, what is this saying? And he reads about how the lamb was led to the slaughter. And he says, can you explain it? And Philip starts to share with him Jesus. Always share with him Jesus. And he gets to the point, and finally the guy says, well, what's going to stop me from getting baptized? There's water here. And he says, let's stop it and let's do it right now. Power of the Holy Spirit. Power of the Holy Spirit, he starts in you, he wants to flow out of you. Power of the Holy Spirit inside of you sees things outside of you. When you have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit, God will start to give you things. Don't just think, well, that was my idea. I find it amazing how we can credit the enemy for the bad things, but whenever something good happens, well, I just came up with that idea. What happened? I, I, I just, I fell asleep last night and I had a dream and yeah, I came up with this idea. Now, maybe it was the Holy Spirit. 
Maybe it was God. And what happens, if you start recognizing that, you'll start to recognize it more and more and more. Instead of just going, oh, I just had this crazy idea. You know, the crazy idea, sometimes God, the Holy Spirit can give you thoughts and ideas. He can give you a way to solve a problem that nobody else can have. Daniel, in the Bible. This, this is amazing. The king has a dream. The king forgets his dream. And then says, he brings in the astrologers and the musicians or the magicians and everybody in front of him, all his wise men. And the king says, tell me what I was dreaming. And if I was those guys, I would be right with them. How do we know what you were dreaming? You tell me the dream and I'll come up with some kind of idea of what it means. But you want us to actually, and he says, no, tell me what I dreamed. And nobody could do it. So he's getting ready to kill them. I mean, have you ever had a boss that's unreasonable? It's like, you want me to do something that you don't even know what you want to do? I might be touching some toes there. That's when you can cry out to the Holy Spirit. That's when you can say, Holy Spirit, you help me because I've got an unreasonable boss. I've got an unreasonable king. And he just wants to kill me. And so Daniel hears about all this, and, and Daniel's actually one of the ones that's going to be put to death. And Daniel says, what's going on here? He, he gets the information and the story, and he goes, okay, guys, tell the king that tomorrow I'll tell him what he was dreaming. He had power of the Holy Spirit. I've actually heard of a gentleman who's alive now, a prophetic voice that's alive now, that went for a breakfast or a lunch meal with some friends of ours, and he was talking to the waitress, and she looked a little out of sorts. And he asked her, and he says, she says, well, I just had a dream, but I forgot what it was, but it just kind of unsettled me. And the guy, he says, um, tomorrow, I'll be here tomorrow, and I'll tell you what your dream was. That's what the guy said. The next morning, he went to that cafe, and he told her what the dream was. And she goes, oh, that's it. And he got to share Christ with her. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I had a dream last night. I forgot. Don't worry. Come back tomorrow, and I'll tell you. <laughs> That scares me. Because you better be right. Well, I dreamed you. No, that's wrong. Oh. But the power of God inside of you can see things outside of you. If you need to see some things around you, don't look around you. Spend time inside of you. Get to know Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, what are you doing here? What are you saying? Show me. Power of God. Third thing I want you to see is the Holy Spirit in your life is seen and heard. The Holy Spirit inside of you is evidenced by people seeing and by people hearing. When, when the 
disciples of John wanted to find out and John wanted to figure out who Jesus was. And so they had questions and they said, and, and they sent him to Jesus. And Jesus says, why don't you just hang around for a bit and you can watch and what you can tell John is what you see and what you hear. The Holy Spirit inside of you does not want to stay contained inside of you. The Holy Spirit inside of you does not just want to stay contained inside of you. Whoa, oh boy. It's not inside, but it's not on the carpet. Thank God. I've got, I've got instructions. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inside of you doesn't want to stay there. In fact, I would suggest to you the Holy Spirit inside of you can't stay there. Because you have something that somebody needs. People around, I've had people who've, who've walked into this facility. I've had people where I used to work would come in and say, and we were a regular business, and they just came in. They said, when we're, we're in here, we kind of like this. Why? It's power of Holy Spirit. Presence of God. Can you imagine someone coming up to you and just saying, I don't know what it's about, what it, what it is about you, but I kind of just like being around you. I, I don't understand, but when I'm around, around you, I feel better. When I'm around you, I, 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 those, those thoughts that race like crazy kind of just stop. When I'm around you, I laugh more. When I'm around you, I feel at peace. When I leave you, I feel better. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that people see and people hear. And it's actually, it, I believe there's something literal that happened. Because in the book of Acts, when, when Peter and John took the guy at the gate beautiful and they said, I don't have anything to give you, Money-wise, but what I have, I'll give you. Stand up and walk. And then they got charged and they got in trouble. And they just said, and as they were talking to the, to the guys that were investigating and, and talking with them and, and chastising them, they just said, listen, guys, people have seen and heard what the Holy Spirit has done. So the Holy Spirit inside of you is something that people should see and hear. If you're the same as everybody else, do a double check. If you speak the same as people who have no hope, you better start, start changing the way you speak. If, if, if you behave the same way as somebody who isn't saved, change. Stop. If, if you, the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you is something that people, he is undeniable. They did not deny it because they saw it and they heard it. The Holy Spirit inside of us is an, an undeniable strength, an undeniable ability, an undeniable strength, a might, force, power. He is undeniable. When people see me, they should see something that they say, that 
I can't argue with it because I've seen it. Can I get an amen? amen? We've had people that come into this church that just say, I walk in here and there's peace. Amen. People that don't know Christ yet. A few weeks ago, when we had Tainan's service, comment after comment after comment was, man, I just, it just felt I felt, I just felt something. What's that? It's the power of Holy Spirit. Don't bottle him up. Number four. The power of the Holy Spirit and life are meant to be done together. That's where I started Sometimes we have life, and we, we actually try to distance ourselves. Well, the Holy Spirit's going to do something crazy and weird, and I don't want that. If he does something crazy and weird, maybe it's because we need it. And we, we, we take our life, and we, we distance ourselves. And, and what's funny is the very thing we need the very one we need, the very wisdom we need, the very creativity we need, the very essence of life that we need, the very nature of Christ living inside of me that I need, the one who has the answers for me, I, 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 I come as far away as I can. And I distance myself, especially, and it's funny, especially when things go tough and I have a hard day, instead of getting close up and snuggling and saying, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What do I do? I run away and say, no, 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 I'm going to sit and sulk for a few days. I'm going to have a pity party. Because this happened to me. In Hebrews it says, in your time of need, run and ask boldly. It goes against some of our thoughts. It goes against some of our feelings. It goes against some of our, maybe what we've been taught. But I'm here to tell you, when you need him, don't run away from him. Run to him. Holy Spirit and life are not to be mutually exclusive. The Holy Spirit and life are meant to be like this. The Holy Spirit and life are meant to be like this. I have no idea what's water and what's not. I have no idea because now it's just one. It's one. And what I used to do, taking the Holy Spirit and leaving him and life, you put it together. And what's amazing about it is some of you will say, well, I see the Holy Spirit. And others of you say, I see David. And I'll say, you know what, you see both. And it's amazing because the Holy Spirit's okay with that. Don't do life alone, but do it with the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Don't segregate. Don't compartmentalize. 
Don't have a temper tantrum, and because the Holy Spirit didn't answer you, he probably did, you just weren't listening, but because he didn't answer me, I now I'm going to... No, don't distance yourself. Don't do life apart from him. When you are listening and trying to get an answer and you're not hearing, that's when you need to press in more and get closer and hear better because that's when he wants... Sometimes he wants to speak in a whisper. I find it amazing, but when life is a whirlwind, quite often that's when he wants to whisper. Number five, the power of God is real for life. The power of God is real. And we've talked about these conversations that Jesus had. And the conversations that he had, he revealed heaven to earth. The conversations that Jesus had was he was showing people a glimpse of heaven on earth. The conversations that Jesus had when he took the five loaves and the two fish. And he said, Father, bless these. And they fed 5,000 plus. Five loaves, two fish, a couple of Happy Meals. Feeding 5,000. That's a picture of heaven. That's a picture of how the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life. Children of Israel, when they went through the desert for 40 years, you know what it says? It says they didn't need to go and buy new shoes. The shoes they had lasted them the whole time. 40 years. Man, these have got a ways to go. They had food, manna, every morning. Six days a week. And on the sixth day, they got twice as much so that they'd have it for the day of rest. 40 years. And if you're a mathematician, you times that by 365 and you're in the neighborhood of 14,000 times. God doesn't get tired of giving you the same thing every day. Holy Spirit, don't live life apart. Live life together. He's real. Power of the Holy Spirit is so that you can live life at a different level. You do not have to live life at the same level as everybody else because you have the Holy Spirit and he raises you to another level. He raises you to a level of expectation. He brings heaven to earth and he shows you what heaven looks like by what he does around you. The power of the Holy Spirit. We need him. We need him. As I said earlier, I'm not, I'm not satisfied just to do church for not even two hours on a Sunday morning. Not even 2%, not even 1.5% of my week. 
when we have a world outside that's screaming for safe zones. I don't know about you, but I know the one who could give you a safe zone. We have a world around us outside where marriages are being split up and they got no hope. And they sit arguing and fighting. And then you talk to them and they just, I got no hope. Well, you have the hope. You have the hope. They're waiting for Jesus. I would say, or you're waiting for Jesus. They're waiting for you. Because you're the one that is the conduit to release the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. The well, the rivers of living water that want to come forth out of you. The one that sees things around you is the Holy Spirit. And when people come to, I've had people come to us that have just shared their, I I met this one guy, we were at work, he came into our office and in five minutes he was telling us about his daughter and the struggles he was having. And it was like, where did that come from? People sometimes just, they're so distraught. And when somebody pours themselves out like that, ding, 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 Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And you don't have to preach at them, you can just love on them. You can just say, can I pray for you? I'm going to be thinking about you this week. How can I help you? And the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you will speak. That's what Philip did. He just said, what are you reading? The guy says, I don't understand this. What does it say? And he shared Christ through that. You don't need to do life alone power of the Holy Spirit is so that you can live life at a higher level. Here's a question for you. What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit if we don't experience Him? I need Him. I need creative solutions. I need innovative ideas. I need peace. I need comfort. I need joy. And he's funnier than Monique. And she's pretty funny. But he he's a blast. God does not want you to live at a substandard level. We should be the happiest people on earth, not Disneyland. We should be the ones that people come asking for, not social services. 
We should be the ones that provide hope for women who are pregnant and don't know what to do. We should be the ones that are standing there when people are, are thinking and, and contemplating suicide. We should be the ones that are standing there that can be a help and a support and a strength to them. We should be the ones when people have financial troubles that they come to the house of God because the house of God, there's wisdom, there's anointing, there's the power of the Holy Spirit to give you ideas, to give you thoughts. We should be the ones that are living at a level that people say, I want to get some of that. I don't know why, but I want to get some of that. I've had a gentleman I've talked to and I've shared a couple times with him and his comment to me was, you know what? And I says, I'll give you something. And I shared with him and I shared Christ with him. And I, says, and I said, I care for you. I, I want to see you succeed. And I, and I want the best for you. And, and he says, you know, I know you do. Because a couple years ago, you and, and Pastor Nelson prayed for my, my aunt. And she improved. And he says, because of that, I know there's something I want. And I'm working on him. The Holy Spirit's working on him. power of the Holy Spirit. Don't do life alone. I, as, as I said that, I thought of that commercial or that picture where, see Jim, and Jim does this, and Jim doesn't do that, and Jim doesn't do this, and Jim, and it ends up, Jim's a loser. You know, Jim didn't do this, Jim didn't do that, Jim didn't do, don't do that, but do this. together. Holy Spirit is craving that. Holy Spirit, he's obsessed with seeing you succeed. The Holy Spirit is just wanting to give you and speak with you and to spend time with you. So I want to just pray for you. You don't have to stand you can just stay in your seats, but I'd like to just ask the Holy Spirit to come. And I get this couple minutes, a few minutes every week, and one of my goals is to mess with you. Because if you come and you leave thinking the same way, I want to mess with your thinking, I want to mess with your ideas, I want to mess with your understanding of how God looks and how he operates because I don't think we live near the capacity that he wants for us to live. So this week, if you want, and I'm going to tell you what and then you can respond, but I'm going to ask God to mess with you this week. And if you want God to mess with you this week, then just open your hands like this. You don't have to wave them or just, just, just hold your hands as a, as a, a symbol or a, an act of faith and, and to show that your inside is open to what's from the outside. So if you want to be messed with this week, if you want God to mess with you this week, just, just put your hands in the posture to be open. Holy Spirit, mess with me. Why don't you say that? Just say, Holy Spirit, mess with me. Mess with me good. More of you, less of me. Maybe what's inside of me, may that be evident outside of me.
Thank you, Jesus. Amen.